live in the dungeon. This is the Dream Warrior Review. I'm Kurt Thomas. I'm Nick Strawn. And this is episode 73. Set in a riot-torn near-future Los Angeles, Hotel Artemis follows the nurse who runs a secret members-only emergency room for criminals. It's true. Jodie Foster. What can I say? Drew Pierce directed and wrote this. It was amazing. And has an what amazing cast. It's an amazing film. Yeah. It, it, it was an amazing film. Uh, I can't understand why it is that uh, the theater started with... <laughs> It started with eight, 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 no, I think seven we had, people. We had seven six people. people. Six people in there, and, and three, and three of us were left at the end. Right. Yeah. I can't understand I don't that. Get it. This film was amazing. I mean, really. Okay. Say, well, we we are very careful. We live in a weird place, and there were a lot of f words, and I was like, I wonder if that had something to do with it, because it was right after like a multiple. Like three or four different in a row. Oh, right, yeah. And then I noticed this couple jumped up, and they were kind of an older couple. So I don't know. Maybe that had something to do with it. I'm gonna. I'm incensed. I can't believe I'm this. Incensed. I didn't know I there was language in this one. I can't believe people don't talk like that. You know that. <laughs> so I don't know. We live in a place where people might not get this movie. I think is what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this movie may not be understood anywhere between L.A. and New York. <laughs> but it was an amazing film. The art direction on this film was absolutely top notch. The I have to say that the art direction for Blade Runner, oh, which which which, which was, was similar, cu- which was cutting edge. That was that was a whole new uh, uh, look for the future. Same thing with uh, the music. Yeah, the similar. Same, right, exactly. So, okay. and, 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 I, and I think that this was a step up. You said future, that. and I'm like, okay, 2028, this was set in. I think they yeah, went I know. a little bit yeah. too... Yeah, they, I think that they should have gone out to at least 2050 for it. Because there was some technology some that of the high, uh, I don't see happening in 10 years. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. I, I, I agree with you. But there were so many things that this film did right. And one of them for sure was this, is from the moment that you sit down in the theater and it comes on, you're riveted. Yeah. You're you're in the story. You, you want to see where it's going. You are a part yeah. of it. And you want to know, you know. I want to shuffle around with Jodie Foster and find I, exactly. out what she's up to. And, and even Jodie Foster's weird shuffling, it was it was cast so well. Uh, well, Sterling K. Brown. Oh, I mean, Sterling K. Brown. It, he makes me cry a lot because I watch uh, This Is Us with yeah, my see, wife. Yeah, and I don't. I'm, he turns me into a girl I'm, sometimes. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> He's such a good actor. You mean like George Clooney turns me right. into a woman? <laughs> well, that's what you do in your personal life. I yeah. don't judge. Well, uh, exactly. <laughs> but exactly. Sophia Butella, who's oh, she? Where did she come from? Man, she's... I liked her. She was beautiful, and she was a great stunt yes. person. Oh, there was some stuff that she did. Um and and the there stunts were bad where either. All you saw were legs flying around. Right, exactly. You're like, whoa, what's going over. on? Right, <laughs> and and you knew it was her doing it too. I mean, she and and you know you know what her fighting style reminded me of is uh, I I don't I don't know if you saw Serenity. Yeah, no, no. I thought you were going to say Atomic Blonde. <laughs> 
Which well, I have, no, which I it wasn't. Seen. You know what? Atomic Blonde. It wasn't. Atomic Blonde was more of a kind of Street Fighter thing, and 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 hers was more of a choreographed elegance. Yeah, that just really. It, it was absolutely amazing. But you have art direction that is astounding. I mean, the the way that they did the Hotel Artemis itself. Uh, and and each room is 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 done with a mural, and the mural kind of tells the story um, as well as everything else does per room. I like how it's a perfect uh, secure facility until one thing happens. And right, maybe it's- exactly. <laughs> well, the the thing that's great is this is it also sets. It, it reminded me of a horror film. In this is it sets out rules, and the movie itself. Has to do with the, the 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 parable of breaking the rules, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, th- I think the movie. Okay, so I'm still hung up on the date. I keep thinking about it. Stop it. So, like, stop. My it. argument for oh, that is like, God. why do they have to have a date? Why can't they just have some point in the future? That's my problem with Ginger Dead Man Three. They had to put a date out there. They could have just said the seventies, right? Exactly. Anyway, see. And, so going and, back and to you know what, <laughs> and that's how you make Kurt Thomas. <laughs> you know what? Putting a date on this film is like drawing a straight line in front of a chicken for <laughs> Kurt Thomas. <laughs> no, I got over it. But no, no, really. This I agree. The set was. I was in, really in, enjoying the set. It reminded me of some. I'm trying to think of the movie I, I liked. It was. Uh, there's a movie where it was set in a hotel and it had a similar kind of look to it. Okay. And it's a really bizarre movie and I can't think of it. Well, there you go. It's Hot L Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what it was. I'll think of it. Maybe I'll stick it in here. Point, I had kind of, uh, you know, the guys that did Fargo and yeah, I was gonna say Coen Brothers. Proxy. Coen Brothers. Coen I had Brothers. Kind of- it, it's funny. As soon as you started snapping your fingers, I I, I knew it was <laughs> Coen Brothers. It it you know what it had is it had that. In fact, the whole film did have a certain. I don't know Coen, Coen Brothers always have a combination of dead seriousness and and light headed foolishness yeah. that that run concurrently that that this film actually had i mean that that kind of and jody foster's performance was very like that yeah it, it was, was. kind of dark but it was kind of dark at but the same time, yeah but. oh yeah it, but, but really zachary zachary kento yeah he was what's funny is he's one of my favorite actors and he just i thought he was kind of weak yeah no i thought i i would think that they they didn't really give him anything to actually no. do absolutely everybody was just dissing him completely. just walk around look angry <laughs> right they didn't even bother to kill him in the end <laughs> <laughs> who, who was the big guy um was that Bri- the Brian? medical medical professional? Oh, the medical professional. <laughs> he was astounding. Oh, was Dave Batista. He was awesome. Oh, he was amazing. And he, he had a great face. Like I, he did, and like, he carried his role so well. He was kind of like an ugly rock, but I found him to have just as much charisma. <laughs> yeah, Rock's ugly cousin. Yeah, right. <laughs> absolutely. I I I have to say, but the story and the detail of the story and the way the story ties ties a couple of different elements together you have to go see this film and and it does the usual character arc where the guy 
um, Sterling K. Brown, Waikiki, I guess is, is right, his right, name well, that he had. Yeah, Waikiki, right. He yeah. was in. Yeah. Uh, no, he had, it, it followed him while through the whole movie, basically. But right. then he also followed her story as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it, it had this tendency to pick up people's stories that went on. Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. He was... You know, he was the amazing Jeff Goldblum. I mean, you know, Je- Jeff Goldblum has come to the point to like where two scenes. What he, yeah, <laughs> but what he does is he comes onto a show and he plays Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, you know, uh, you. Re- I, I think that you could recognize his uh, a a hole just made for Jeff Goldblum anywhere. Yes, you know. But, uh, so they could have a movie and just have a slate that just says insert Jeff Goldblum. Insert right. <laughs> insert insert Jeff Goldblum. Here. How does Brundle fly eat? Well, he found out the hard and painful way that he's very much the way a fly eats. His teeth are now useless. <laughs> so yeah. Like have a puppets. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they, <laughs> there could be a Jeff Goldblum puppet that could do his role, or you or know, a robot. Or you know what? He he could do a, a role in like uh, 20, 2019 and and they could just cut it into all the films. That need him in 2019. Oh, wait. So he, when Roger Ebert had his surgery and he lost his voice, remember right. how they, they made that computer system with all the vo- words that he'd ever said? Right. They, they kind of put it in the system? Right, yeah. They could do that with Jeff Goldblum. Every movie he's ever been in, have every word cut <laughs> with with the video. And he'd be like, well, I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> what song are you playing? <laughs> I'm playing Jeff Goldblum doing Helpless. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea yeah somebody yeah. take it I'm all for that I, I'll give it away I don't care yeah well you know. but give me some money just because I gave up the idea thing is you could have you could <laughs> wow you know what would be great is is you could combine that with the new technology that Google's got for making telephone calls ah. and you could make make uh Jeff Goldblum does your appointments for you. He's like your assistant, right? <laughs> or a robocaller. That would be great. I'd be more inclined to answer a phone from Jeff Goldblum it, if it wasn't really him. Right? <laughs> totally. Even if it wasn't him, I, I'd still do it. I'm calling about your credit card. <laughs> I'm calling. <laughs> exactly. So, you know what? I, I, I don't feel like I can say any more about this film without just no, it was, giving it all away. It's, how was your character? I mean, I don't know if I'd characterize this the way that they do. Oh, the, this is a terrible description of it. It's a very odd film. Yeah. I mean, well, I wouldn't say it's a action crime thriller either. I would probably say. Yeah, no. Uh, maybe a thriller, I guess, maybe. But, I don't know. But you know what, action, it, comedy, crime? I don't know. I think it wasn't it, really crime. You, you know what? It, uh, I'll get into this later. We'll 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 talk about something later uh, uh, of what it the story itself kind of reminded I'm me. I'm not as excited about this one though as you are. I don't, I don't know why. I can't really put my finger on it. What is wrong with you? But so I, I my points went way up with what's her name niece. So, oh oh right yes. yeah well Sophia she, Sophia she was just amazing. I mean just amazing. Uh, all, all the way through, I, and then the, the little criminal guy—he played. He did a good job doing a Weasley criminal. I mean, yeah, you know what? It is? The thing is, is Joe Pesci as, kind of guy. Yeah, as soon as you see him, yeah, you think to yourself, ah, you know, this is Joe Pesci's, you know, less less Except competent for, neighbor. I was waiting for the uh, to fall out. The yeah, it's like, <laughs> 
<laughs> that would have made it so awesome. Yeah, no, that would that, that would have been great. So I don't know. I mean, I I liked it overall. I can't really say. I but I'm not like you're probably higher than I am. I guess I I am I am putting this at a four point one. That's how high I'm going. Jeez. I'm, I'm I this to me absolutely made up for the fact that I had to go see uh, Heredity. Hereditary, yeah. Hereditary. Yeah, they came out the same weekend and we saw that one instead. Yeah. So What the hell? Talk about shooting yourself in the You dick. said this is the movie you've been waiting for for a while. What were the reasons? Um, it, 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 because it, of the set design I, I, and the production quality? The, the con- yeah, the combination of set design, production quality, of, of, of acting and detail in the story and having the, you know, the, the absolute perfect combo of of it's a great story i mean it tells a great the story, story was great and i like how they, they it, took the and characters it mo- and it really moves along and they it, tell the story quick because like you know yeah. the, the two that were had a history together oh right right they told that story really fast like right they didn't they didn't have to really do much well you see the, the thing is is in a way that one of the things that they did best about this is they just throw you threw you into the middle of it and they just didn't choose to do a lot of exposition and it was yeah like that's what film should be yeah visual absolutely you don't visual necessarily have to have thrown into uh, you know the, no voiceover yeah <laughs> one thing that i remember uh, when we were down in blah, yeah, blah, 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 you yeah. know which is which is really a stage play kind of you know the worst that you get is you get that stage kind of stage cl- play i'm explaining things that you know that you sh- that you we should know. See, that's tough in science fiction yeah. because you're trying to you have situations that yeah that sci-fi you, that you believe. Why isn't that, this listed as a sci-fi movie? Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you believe that you need to explain the future. You know what has changed. Dates but, exactly. See what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So this is that's, why I like David Lynch because David Lynch, like Eraserhead, oh, well, for example, he doesn't explain anything. There's like right. no dialogue. Right, and you know, you know exactly what's happening. Right, exactly, and, and that's that's what this is. This just goes ahead, head, and, and you start in the story. You're already there. Yeah, and and, and well, you had to learn along. a little bit about Jodie Foster's character, like <clears throat> because you're kind of wondering what what's going on. Why is she here? What's what is we she did, doing? but we we but the thing is, is they tricked us in really nicely tricked us into some of the exposition like the the just stand and stare uh <laughs> moments you know right. th- that are you know the alcoholics kind of uh blackouts and and that kind of stuff was was actually really they snuck it the thing is is this is i think that it, in order to do science fiction where i give you enough exposition so that you can follow the story but you still feel like you're discovering things yourself. That kind yeah. of exposition is very hard to write in, and it's very hard to disguise. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is, you kind of have to write down everything that you need your audience to know about this story that they would have known anyway if they were alive in this period or they were alive in that world. And then you have to parse it out and try and figure how you're going to trickle that to your mm-hmm. audience and 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 the thing is is to do it and make it and make it as effortless as it was in this film very very nice of course, I mean, some of my favorite movies are the ones that you can interpret differently than your well you see this takes me back to the hidden 
The Hidden, yeah. Because oh, there, okay. was, there was something about this that reminded me of The Hidden. The story, the time, the, 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 the laying on of exposition. Uh, you, you know, you don't really know what's going on when you start. And that's kind of the way that this one is. And the story itself... They've tricked you into different pieces of exposition after a while. And part of it has to do with telling the second detective oh, yeah. Yeah. what's going on. Well, they, had the, they had a similar way of starting. Right, they it's did. Like right in the middle of the you're action. You're right in the middle of the action, you know, and and And, and they just happen to be in a similar place. Right, exactly. Exactly. You know, you're in L.A. and and having worked on it and, and been there at the time um, on the hidden I. I, I remember thinking to myself in reading the script that at that time that it did have that balance. You know, it's it, it's like as you went along, you 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 wanted to. It, it tricked me into thinking that you know I I had found out all this stuff on my own. You know, it's where you want to turn in the theater and go, well, well, no, he's doing that because da 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 right, right? and and. The thing is, it's already there. They're tricking you into thinking that you kind of discovered a golden nugget, you, you know, something that's hard to discover, and and that's that's a tricky part of science of science fiction because boy, science fiction. If if I were to give a really bad example, I would have to say Saturn Three had some <laughs> really long and involved. Yes. Pure exposition dialogue uh, between the characters that was just excruciating. Well, you had to fill the time somehow. I mean, <laughs> there wasn't much of a script. Well, yeah, and there was a long periods of time between um, uh, Bo Derek's. Uh, uh, no, it wasn't Bo Derek. It was Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett, Farrah yeah. Fawcett's nude scenes, <laughs> which were amazing. What can I say? Um, yeah, that's weird. That we got the Saturday three. Yeah, so uh, so it's, it's so we went. So. It's a little bit more. It's it's fun to watch like Teen Wolf, but it's harder to follow. So it makes it more interesting. Why does it all come back to Teen Wolf for you? <laughs> I just I wanted to crowbar that in there. Yeah, you did, no, didn't so, you? No, You're really. Just, you know what? So I didn't rate this it's, yet. I would. Okay, I actually liked. Off. Okay, a movie like uh, Three Billboards more than this one. You what? I think I like Three Billboards more than this one. It's a totally different kind of movie, but. Um, so I'm trying to, I'm debating in my head because I was, at first I was like, okay, I'm writing it. Okay. Like okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Three. What, what did you rate three boards? This is the problem. I need to have a board with all my ratings why on didn't it. You, why don't you write that down? Or a spreadsheet. You, Let's get an Excel spreadsheet and we can look at it and we can say, oh, we can cross reference it and say, this is what we rated it. I think the child in me just died. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I'm, uh. I was kind of at a 3.4 when I just walked out of the theater, but then I'm like, well, you know, I really liked, I, oh yeah, Sophia, okay, yeah, a couple more points. Yeah, what didn't you like about this film? Because I think it would be really hard to pick out something that wasn't right about it. So I guess I'm kind of at a 3.5-ish or 6, somewhere around there. 3.5 points, no, 3.5793. <laughs> <laughs> 
856. Okay, I'll take Somewhere it. around there. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so you can round up if you yeah, want, Yeah, you can round up. Yeah, no, but no. So it gives it a 3.7. I've been trying to figure three, it out. Three, seven, five. Okay. That's why I'm looking at it with this weird expression, because I'm like trying to figure out why three, I wouldn't rate it a four. But yeah, what is it? Because I think I have to be See, excited about something, that, and I'm not really excited about it. I, I just, I, I absolutely. But I really enjoyed I it. Actually, I actually, I. Beans as I had seen it before. It felt like it was a 45 minute movie. I, I wanted to track the people down that were leaving <laughs> that were early leaving. and say, why? Where, where, what, why? What, Wait. What is wrong with you? What What do you need me to explain to you? They probably think you're the director. <laughs> what do you need me to explain to you in order to get this right? You think Darren Aronofsky did that during Mother when people were walking out? Do you think he said, wait a minute, let me explain what's happening? No, because that was a stampede. <laughs> By just by the mat, just just by the mere matter that he didn't want to get stampeded, <laughs> I don't think he should have done that. <laughs> I think I think he should have gone dark glasses with a hat to tell you the truth. <laughs> I have to say that's one of the movies, one of the first times I've seen people exit that fast. Like I, I can't, I think I've probably seen it before, but not that quickly. Well, you like, know, you know what was I, usually people trickle out. Yeah, but the funny thing like about Mother group. was when they got up. <laughs> It seemed to all stand real fast together, all almost. at once. Yeah. <laughs> all in unison. It's like unison. two rows. There we go. We lost yeah. row one and two. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you later. Oh, we just lost eight, nine, and ten. <laughs> <laughs> and by the end, it was just you and Holy me and this mother. old lady. <laughs> yeah, it was. Just that's an old lady. She's like, where's the bus? I love that she immediately... <laughs> no. Didn't she immediately turn around and go, well, what was that? What was that? <laughs> she was angry. <laughs> she was angry. I can understand. <laughs> see, we should have videotaped her. And put it on our YouTube page. See, so we should start doing that. That'll be a nice little. You know addition. what? The thing is, is you know that I can talk to people, <laughs> right? Well, I just been just saying. But you know what you would have to use this is at the end of the f- film. Let me track people down. We can go. We can play. What did you think? Or it could just be audio. It doesn't have to be. Well, yeah, video, just well because video isn't going to do us much good. <laughs> no, especially with us. You know. When you uh, get to the point that that your kid is a little bit older, we, we like have to thirty five. Sh- yeah, the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we we should do. We should start doing some of these uh, live on camera. Yes. Yeah. Well, we don't have to wait for that. We yeah. Just- oh, you don't think so? No. I, it would make your editing so much. How harder. cool would it be if we did? Okay, like when we when. When we record, for example, yes. a review of Nightmare on Elm Street 4 right. with the Nightmare on Elm Street girls. Do tell. And we did like a Facebook Live while we were, but it'd just be like the raw of no, us right. talking about it. Yeah. Okay. It would be our end. Though. I'm so far. I, I don't I'm, know. And they can do their own, their end. Maybe. I don't know. It's just an idea. Think about it. We'd have to clean up, clean up the cave a little bit, though. You know what? How, how far have we gone afield in this sucker? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No. I don't even remember what we were talking about. You can always do FaceTime. I don't know if you could do FaceTime live and YouTube at the same time. Probably not. Probably have two different computers for that. I have no idea. But yeah, yeah, you're the technical freak. But I'm like thinking since I you're, mean, you're promoting te- your book, that'd be a, f- a weird, fun way to. That do would it. be great. Oh, by the way, by the way, that was a great segue. That was a great segue. <laughs> um, uh, I have a Kickstarter coming out as early as. Next week, uh, it's actually been submitted. Yeah, you know, so three days to probably probably Tuesday of next week, I would suspect it. it the Kickstarter is going to be that's for behind the screams. Uh, my my book about Nightmare on Elm Street four, and it is awesome, <laughs> blossom. 
Right. So uh, yeah, I've 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 had I've been privy to see some of the photos, and I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I've read some of the things in it too. Yeah, you have. That's right. Yeah, so yeah. I, what so I've you, seen, I really like. Yeah, so you kind of got an idea. And I think of I kind of wet my pants when I heard Robert England a little bit. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> His voice is so distinctive. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's just amazing. Um, I, I think I told you he can make a potato interesting. Just sitting there on the table, he could probably make it interesting just talking about it. Potatoes aren't interesting. <laughs> Maybe that was a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay, a rock. Okay, okay, right. Okay. Rock potato. Chris geologists potato are rock. like, what the hell is this? potato about? looks just like a rock. Rocks are amazing. Just like a rock. <laughs> are we done with this yet? Yes. Because I think that this is done. I, I think, think we're done. I, I think that, you know, this one is dying by itself. I think we need to count down in French <laughs> and then we're done. <laughs> no. Uno? What's five? I don't know. <laughs> Four, no three. idea. Un. No, du. Un. Du. Zero or whatever. Zero. Yeah. This is Kurt Thomas along with Mick Strong. Thank you for listening to the Dream Warrior Review. If you have any questions or just have feedback for our show, we welcome them at dreamwarriorreview at gmail.com. Of course, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter as well. As always, please follow us and tell your friends about us too. See you next time.